You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to Orange and Blue Bloods. Hosted by EJ Stewart and Tommy Beard. Let's get to it, New York. So, let's get on to Bradley Beard, because this has become a thing that is unfolding as we speak. So, um... A, you have the Adrian Wojnarowski report that happened just uh, today that the uh, Wizards are working with Bradley Beal, who has a no-trade clause on his contract, to see if he should be somebody. Uh, it should be that, that is to see if if they could find a place for him to be be uh, to, to be traded to. Um, Bradley Beal, of course, a three-time All Star, a guy who's accomplished a lot in this league regarding individual. Uh, accolades, not so much team accolades. He's been staying, he's been stuck in Washington, a bad situation for most of his career. It seems like the Wizards are saying at this point in time, if slash when, because they're going to decide this, <laughs> when they decide to rebuild this thing, they're going to try to ship him out and they are talking to his representatives to figure out a place for him. And then you had Alan Hahn, who uh, is, you know, MSG analyst, uh, does the pregame for the Knicks. I thought it was interesting because he was on ESPN's Get Up. And before Woj comes with this stuff today, and Shams is also piggybacking these reports today by Bradley Beal, he comes out yesterday and says that the Knicks should be a team that goes after Bradley Beal. And that pairing him with Jalen Brunson uh, would take the Knicks to the next level. So now you got Bradley Beal, like I said, a three-time All-Star who has suffered through some injury-riddled seasons the past four years. Uh, he failed to play more than 60 games during that period. He's also owed more than $200 million over the next four years but now appears to be on his way out of D.C. And at least one prominent Knicks commentator saying that the Knicks should be a team to go after. So when I see that, Tommy, like I can't help but say, OK, that's interesting to me, because is that coming from an educated guess or some kind of surmise of what the front office is thinking? Or is this Alan Hahn just shooting from the hip, seeing something as you know he wants to see it? So I ask you, should the Knicks go after Bradley Beal? No. Um, mm. uh, you know, long story short, there's uh, 207 million reasons why um, the Knicks should, yeah. should avoid, uh, you know, and then the, for um, the uh, next four years of, of Bradley Beal's contract, um, 46.7 million he'll make next year, year after that, 50.2 million, 53.6 million, and then at two, the 2026-27, when Bradley Beal, I believe, will be 34 years old during that season, um, will make over 57 million dollars. Um, again, it's something we've talked about quite often, the new CBA, 
um, with that, with what's called the second apron, or it's going to be referred to as a lead apron. Um, it basically puts you over the tax, um, really limits your ability to round out the roster um, and improve your team on the margins um, when, you, when you exceed that that threshold. Um, and that would bump the Knicks right up against it by trading for Bradley Beal. And again, I'm not, that's not even, uh, the way I look, I like to look at when, when we see a big name being traded, whether it's Carl Anthony Towns or rumors, you know, about a, a guy requesting a trade is if that player was a free agent this off season, would you sign him to the contract he's currently signed for? So would right. you pay $207 million for the next four years of Bradley Beal? Some teams would, and it would be a decent investment. I, I personally, um, you know, a, a guy that was never a great defender on the wrong side of 30, um, has played for a team that hasn't won more than 35 games in the last four years, um, you know, is, is, has seen his efficiency decline a little bit, has seen the scoring average um, dip a little bit. Um, there's just not a lot there in the right situation. It, obviously, the injury history um, is, is not overly encouraging. In the right situation, if you have LeBron and AD or if you have Jimmy Butler and Bam, um, and you think you're one piece away from a title team within the next couple of years, and that's kind of your window, um, and you have some you know, cap that you want to send out, um, then that, that's something you, you, you know that, that you might you know, be comfortable doing. For me personally, right. from the Knicks standpoint, um, that's not a contract I'm comfortable with. Now, that's the that's a question if he was a free agent. Now you're talking about trading him. Uh, also keep in mind he has a 50% trade trade kicker. Um, he's one of the very few players in the NBA with a no trade clause, so the Knicks would have to take back that, that trade kicker amount. Um, and you'd have to send out assets, presumably. Um, you know, first round draft picks, IQ, OB, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever that case might be. Um, I'm sure the Wizards are going to ask for that type of stuff initially. Hopefully somebody bites. Um, again, for me, if the Wizards were potentially uh, you know, sending back, you know, draft capital and then you to entice to get off that books and kickstart the rebuild, then that's something I'd look at. But I'm not willing to give up valuable assets for the right to overplay a 30-year-old Bradley Beal, me personally. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I know. I think I think you're right on uh, the right track here. Uh, I I don't want Bradley Beal on the New York Knicks. Bradley Beal to me is like a very interesting NBA figure. I think his career arc and maybe will be different if he ends up landing on a title contender. But to me, he's like this generation's world be free, like a guy who scored a lot of points and it didn't really make any impact on the NBA regarding how many points he was scoring, like. Uh, you know, we made the all star game once be uh, for world be free. Uh, Beals made it three times. Um, good player, everybody knows the guy is an offensive, uh, offensive uh, scorer, a guy who can definitely put the ball in the hole. But like you said, undersized, I don't like to fit with him and Brunson because now you're talking about two undersized guards, neither of them can defend. We saw what happened when the Knicks put a you know, a, a, a backcourt mate next to Brunson who couldn't defend in Fournier and that was an absolute disaster defensively so you're gonna you know do that again I I don't I don't think that that would make sense offensively you score I think but I don't know Beal is a guy who's a little ball dominant so like is he the next is he the great fit next to Brunson now can he adjust his game maybe be a little bit more of a spot-up shooter guys maybe more uh off-ball guy I guess but he's 
really good in pick and roll. Like I think that like it's actually underrated how much of a threat he is playing in that pick and roll style. It was one reason why him and John Wall kind of clashed a little bit because the Wizards' offense is actually better when they were running their offensive field at some at certain points than Wall. So am I gonna take Brunson moving off the ball a bunch? I don't really want to do that either. So I, I don't like the fit, and that goes beyond even just talking about the money, you know, and the injuries. Beal's been a guy who's been injury prone, like you said, he's north of, of thirty, and I hit like I like I, we were talking, you know, of course we have a text chain like most shows here, and like I sent you guys in the text chain when we talked about this, those super max deals for guys that are non superstars are poison pills. Like Bradley Beal's a good player, like in a vacuum, if things were a little different. Could you convince me that maybe Knicks go after him? Maybe. Right. I still have those issues with the defense, all that stuff. But once you bring in, I got to pay him $207 million over the next four years and the player option for the last year, um, which is at $57 million, like then the conversation ends. Like, I don't know why the team sign these guys to these contracts. Like Teams are so afraid now of guys leaving that they end up kind of positioning themselves and putting them back in themselves in the corners where now it's going to be hard to get rid of these guys, especially yeah. after what happened with Rudy Gobert now. Now, every team can look at that and say, I don't want to be the next you know, Minnesota Timberwolves trading for a guy, giving up a million assets for a guy with a terrible contract. Well, I think that thinking from Washington's point of view is if they, they in other words, if he, they let him sign elsewhere last summer, they wouldn't have been able to use that cap space to sign a comparable player. So now the thinking is at the time, we'll sign him to this right. contract. Worst case scenario, he demands a trade in 12 months, and then we'll trade him for a bunch of first-round picks. They may only get one first-round pick. Right. They may only get a one decent young player and some cap filler. But at least they get something as opposed to letting a guy walk for free. You could argue maybe a sign of trade would have been a more viable option. Um, so I think that's kind of where the Wizards were, were coming from. Um, but, yes, to your point – um, and, and again, something we've talked about again, the Knicks were a good offensive team last year, third right. in the NBA in, in offensive yeah. rating. Um, and they were 19th in the NBA defensive rating. How does this move um, if it improves them offensively? And no doubt, again, fans, I, I, don't, I shouldn't say fans, folks sometimes, you know, think, okay, this guy's a great scorer. So if you, the, the object of the game is to score points, how can it make you, how can it not improve your team? It's because those shots take away from other shots. Are they more right. efficient shots? Do they prevent the other team from scoring more? Because again, the object of the game is not just to score more points. It's to score more points in your opponent. So if your right, opponent, exactly. if you give up more points on the other end of the floor, the net return may not be a uh, uh, positive. So, you know, if you're asking me who I'd rather have OG on an OB or Bradley Peel for the Knicks, it's not even a question. You'd rather have that three and D wing. Um, who's obviously yeah. not as good an offensive player as I don't but he's top 10. You know, he's an old NBA defender was a second team, all NBA ahead of guys like Anthony Davis and, and, and Giannis Antetokounmpo from the forward position. Um, and, and you look at the guys he can guard, you know, Beal can't do that same thing. And then you talk about the usage rate, assuming they don't send out valuable assets, which mean they would keep both Randall and, and Barrett, um, uh, maybe they would consider trading one of those. I'm not sure, but you know, maybe it's just cap filler and a draft pick or two. Again, I, I wouldn't do any of the above, but let's say yeah. they can keep their valuable assets or they deem valuable assets, obviously Barrett and, and Randall among them. Then you, how are you going to split up shots between Bradley Beal, Jalen Brunson, RJ Barrett and, and Julius Randall? Not to mention you got IQ and, and Josh Hart, you know, you're going to resign yeah. him. Um, so it's all for, for all those reasons. Again, that doesn't mean that Bradley Beal's a bad basketball player. It just means for the Knicks, especially at this stage of their development, all their young guys, all their, their young core, they've done a really good job of avoiding kind of those cap crippling contracts. Um, in order for me to take on one of those, I needed to be a stud 
type player, an Embiid type player. Those I'm willing to kind of give up the form for and risk that that contract. But the, the ironic part is that that uh, Embiid's contract is actually more team friendly than Beal. A lot of it has to do with when these deals are signed. Um, but so when you factor in defensive issues, um, lack of success in the in, with Bradley Beal on it, uh, you know, it, it, the last few years of his career, his lack of, of proven playoff credentials, and then the cherry on the top, that 200 million um, hard pass for me. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, shout out to the people watching us on YouTube. Like, I'm looking at this lower third that we have for this video. You know, shout out to Alan Hahn, one of my favorite Nick commentators out there right now. So shout out to him. But, you know, says Alan Hahn thinks Beal plus Brunson could be the NBA's best backcourt. You know who else I kept hearing about having the best backcourt with Bradley Beal? I kept hearing everybody say that Wall and Beal could be the NBA's best backcourt. What did that win them? Jack. It didn't win them anything. And like, those both guys in their prime. In their prime, not injured, not making fifty million dollars a year. This was when they were young; they were making the playoffs and couldn't win anything. So, like, like okay, you had the best backcourt in the NBA, but like, what does that mean towards actually winning? And I, I just, I think, like, I feel like if they got Bradley Beal next season, I feel like the Knicks ceiling would be the same as it was this year. Like, if you're telling me how, what do you think they would do next season? I say. I think they'll probably get to the second round. They compete in a hard-fought series, and they probably lose to the Bucks or Heat or right. Celtics. Like right. that's what I would think. So, right. like, if I, I'm so I'm not going to do that and then pay this guy fifty million dollars and hope yeah. that he stays healthy for the next four years. Again, if 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 Brunson was thirty-one and Randall was thirty-two and Barrett right. was twenty-nine, and then you know you, you, they're gonna you're gonna lose those guys in free agency. You're gonna have to you know kind of rebuild and reshuffle the deck. Like the, the Miami Heat, I understand them being you know making that makes sense. They got exactly. Lowry's not getting any younger. Jimmy Butler's 34, 35 years old. Yeah. Um, you know they they're probably gonna lose Gabe's uh, Gabe Vincent and, and Max Strew, so they have to replace those guys. Um, so again, they, their window obviously is Jimmy Butler focused. So Butler doesn't have you know five years left. The Knicks, they're, the beauty of the Knicks con, as currently constructed is not only are they competitive, they made it to the grade eight this season, but they're well positioned to be in the future. In years past, the Knicks didn't have anything you know worth. So yeah, trade for Bradley Beal and you can't get worse than a 17 win right, team anyway. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, but, you know, and then you have Joakim Noah's contract with books and all this other nonsense that you didn't have a lot of, you know, maneuvering ability. Now you don't have to pick just that one lane. You can, as something we've said for weeks and months now, you can be selective in the star you want to take back. And this is not the, the right star that the Knicks should use those assets they've been accumulating to acquire, in my opinion. Yeah, no, Bradley Beal, I mean, this is going to be a topic of conversation, not just in Knicks world, but in the NBA world. He's a multiple-time All-Star. He's a 25-point caliber scorer, 30-point caliber scorer even a couple years ago. He almost won a scoring title. So he's going to make an impact somewhere, you would think, if he goes to a contender. But uh, I don't think it makes sense for the Knicks. So 